Hey, good morning, everybody. It has been a while since we have been out there. The radio station has been off the air for uh, three days. It was a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday last week. So, hey, glad to be back with you. Uh, Dave and I got a lot to talk about, catch up on. Uh, I'm glad you joined us today. Looking forward to our conversation with Dave. Stay tuned for our conversation coming up next. But before we do, let me just remind you folks, there's only one thing that any of us can control, and that's how much risk you have. That's why we developed the core retirement design to help you figure out what that is and how to develop a risk match portfolio specifically for you. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. Hey, with that, we've got Dave coming up next. This is the time of the day that we check in on your finances and see what's going on to your IRA and your 401k on Wall Street. Philip Statler is here, courtesy of Statler Financial Services. Philip, I don't want to get too mushy about it, but boy, I missed you, man, last week. <laughs> I'm telling you, buddy, it's, uh, it seems like it's been a lifetime since you and I spoke, and uh, it's only been, what, five days, but that was... Uh, Five days, a lot of stuff happened in that three days last week that we, we really kind of missed out on. Yeah, well, the transmitter was off the air. You and I were texting back and forth and saying, OMG, wish we could talk about Facebook, about Amazon, about the jobs report and all of this stuff. Uh, it was a topsy-turvy week in the process, but we ended up finishing off Friday with basically everything except for the Dow looking halfway decent. And it looked to me, looking at the components, that Visa kind of dragged them down. S&P was up by 23. NASDAQ coming back 219 points up on Friday. Uh, some of my tip sheets are kind of saying this kind of confirms that this is just a correction and not the beginning of a bear market. I think they were a little premature to be able to tell us which one it is, but at the very least, it does kind of look like we're shuffling holdings as much as anything in anticipation of what we're expecting the Fed to do. Wouldn't you buy that? Uh, I think so. I mean, I think you see portfolios changing based on interest rates uh, going up. And so that's going to mean different things to different companies. And so there are some companies that will benefit um, during this time period. And there'll be other companies that have been benefiting from the low interest rates that are now going to um, have a little extra weight applied to them. And so that's going to maybe hurt some of their financials. And so, uh, you know, you see a little jockeying for uh, position in terms of what things should be in people's portfolios. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those times, I mean, you know, when, when, when interest rates start changing and they expect them to go up substantially, uh, the growth-oriented companies that live on debt and live on bonds and, uh, and, the, and the growth in their money end up being uh, less favored by the big-time investors. And there's kind of a generally a flight to blue chips that are generally uh, cash-positive and uh, not necessarily dependent upon debt. And that's just kind of a natural ebb and flow, which is why we always say corrections are healthy because they simply end up realigning portfolios. The time you worry about when the correction keeps going and we start hitting bear market territory. Yeah, that's true. And if we look at the indexes as uh, through Friday, you know, they all had a good week last week. I mean, I think the uh, the Nasdaq obviously had about the best week up uh, almost 2.4%. And then followed by uh, the S&P 500 and up about a, a little over one and a half and the Dow up a little over 1%. So, hey, at least it was a positive week because, uh, hey, for 30 days, uh, we are still uh, negative. We got some uh, yeah. room to make up. Absolutely. The NASDAQ being the champion of the bunch was kind of interesting to watch last week because we kind of had a tale of two companies. Amazon kicks butt 
and Facebook falls flat on its proverbial face. It was kind of interesting which one of the two trends was going to affect the uh, the NASDAQ index more. Yeah, it really was. And, um, you know, they each, uh, thank, well, I, I don't know, thankfully or not, it might have been a good if it all happened on the same day, right? Because then they could have washed each other out. But you had uh, the likes of uh, PayPal coming out on Wednesday. You, you had Facebook coming out on uh Thursday, I believe. Well, I think you had Facebook and Amazon on the same day. Um, but uh, I think one was pre-market, the other was yeah, post-market post on the market. same day. Yeah. So, uh, but that uh, you know, Amazon came out with a stellar report, uh, where Facebook, uh, not such a good report, and uh, looking forward for Facebook, they're having some issues in terms of you know Apple really putting a squeeze on them in terms of advertising. And this is the first time I've heard Facebook actually say in it, it specifically, well, you know, there's this one other company that's causing us grief, and uh, they're kind of worried about TikTok, I gather. Well, it could be, you know, because um, anything that starts to um, suppress their ability to put ads out there, uh, that's going to hurt their revenue model. And so we're going to continue to see privacy be a bigger and bigger role for some of these other companies, which is going to limit Facebook's ability to throw you and I an ad whenever we're up there. Yeah, and those of us that uh, have uh, Facebook up and look at it, we're getting a lot more just general ads when you ask, why am I seeing this ad? Oh, we're targeting everybody over the age of 18. Oh, well, gosh, thanks. That's why we're getting so many more ads on Facebook, because they can't target them as well, at the very least for the 20% of users that are using Apple, because our iPhones don't tell Facebook nothing about what we're doing. Uh, that's right. And so that becomes, you know, it does become uh, overpopulated with ads uh, in your Facebook. I've noticed that, that there's a lot more ads in my Facebook feed than what they're used to be. Yeah, there really are. And the other thing that hits Facebook, and I think the reason that investors were so weird about it, is uh, anybody that's been on social media for a long time might remember MySpace. It was really, really big until Facebook came along. And it just kind of proves that, you know, that what the winds of change can blow real fast and real hard. Facebook basically put MySpace out of business, and now Facebook is seeing some challenges from some other social media sources the youngsters are going to. So that's a wind of change that makes investors kind of sit up and take notice. Is this a long-term proposition now? That's right. You know, are they going to be able to fix it? What's the long-term effect going to be to some of these other companies, um, you know, increasing the privacy? Or just the fact that, hey, I like this platform better forget Facebook, I'm going over here to this other platform, uh, you know, that's yet to be seen. And, and I think likely we'll see more and more of that as we continue to watch the markets. I think so. One of the things that I've always said about Internet business is the barrier to entry is basically non-existent. Uh, so the incumbent always runs the risk of somebody coming up with a better mousetrap. They were the better mousetrap once. Now Facebook is kind of looking over their shoulder to find out whether somebody's inventing a better mousetrap than they are. That's right. And we've seen Facebook, you know, kind of reinvent themselves a couple of times now, but they're going to have to look at a better way and, and try to reinvent themselves again uh, to be able to keep their, their revenue model moving forward. Absolutely. You also mentioned Amazon just having an absolute gangbusters quarter, and uh, it was such a gangbusters quarter. They're in the bidding now with a couple of other companies to buy Peloton, who's got some problems. They do. So you've got not just Amazon, but you've got Nike both mulling over possible bids for uh, Peloton. So 
you know, because let's face it, Peloton's had some issues uh, over this last year or so. And so, uh, you know, when everybody was staying at home, they were skyrocketing. But hey, you know, when people started to go back out into the workplace, uh, it, it became a little less popular. So, but because of that news that's leaked out, uh, they're getting a, a nice bump this morning, up almost 31%. But let's remember, their 52-week range is pretty wide. I mean, their 52-week low was 2280 and their 52-week high is $155. So uh, at, at 32, they're still, uh, you know, well below uh, their 52-week high. Yeah, they're down toward the bottom of the range. I hadn't tracked the stock per se. I didn't realize it was that big a range. But that that's one of the things that gives CEOs and CFOs a case of Dramamine withdrawal. Well, yeah, and for them, it's been, uh, uh, let's face it, uh, from their highs, it's been a pretty steady downfall. Oh, yeah. Well, they've, they've just been hit with every kind of bad news possible, from stars of TV shows getting killed off on Pelotons to uh, getting kids stuck in the treadmill. You name it, Pelotons pretty much had bad news hit. And it's not really all their fault. It's just a function of just a, a perfect storm on them. Yeah, that's true. It's not just them. Um but it, but it is what it is, right? So, so there's a good chance that they may not be uh, their own company much longer uh, from what we're seeing on that side. Of Absolutely. Things. Hey, looking ahead for the week, what are we looking at this week that could be affecting money? We're kind of into that second full week of the month, and that generally starts beginning to hit the doldrum period as far as government reports are concerned. You know, we don't have a whole lot on Tuesday Wednesday, you're going to get some wholesale inventory numbers. And Thursday, obviously, we come back to uh, initial claims. But on Thursday, we also get the core CPI and the CPI. So uh, so there are some numbers there that are going to play a big role, not only month over month, but also year to year. So that one's uh, Thursday is going to be a big day. Friday, not much on Friday either. So really, this week, Thursday is going to be the big day. Alrighty, sounds good. Any reports that we got in pre-market early this week? Monday's normally pretty quiet on those. We, we do. We do have a couple. Uh, we have Energizer, the battery manufacturer. Uh, they saw their stock surge this morning. They they had an $0.08 cent beat on their profits, earnings per share, a revenue top forecast as well. They did warn that uh, their operating environment remains very volatile. And, and really, whose isn't, right? That's just kind of the nature <laughs> yeah. of the beast right now. But they are trading, yeah. So they are trading up three point nine percent this morning. Uh, but on Friday, man, they got killed. They were down seven percent on Friday. So uh, yeah, so they they got some ways to make up. All righty. Hey, the other one we have, the other one we have is Hasbro. So Hasbro, yeah, they reported uh, better than expected. Uh, They they beat by almost forty cents a share revenue. uh, in their television, film, entertainment stuff, jumped 61%. So uh, Hasbro's up one and a quarter. And the last thing I want to leave you with today, Dave, is another takeover. Okay. So um, so we've got Spirit Airlines buying out uh, Frontier Airlines. So uh, it'll all be oh. one uh, one airline now. That's right. You mentioned that before we went on the air, and I noticed that a lot of the other airline stocks are suddenly going up on a sector benefit to that, aren't they? Yeah, so they're up 13% this morning. Cool. 
setting the table for the morning. Friday was on balance a good day. The Dow was off by 21 and a half, but both the S&P and the NASDAQ were up by better than a half a percent. NASDAQ a full percent and a half on Friday. One week positive. Let's see if we can start the next week out on a positive run. How are we doing 45 minutes early? Hey, you know, right now, Dave, we've got a lot of positive numbers out there. we got the Dow up uh, a little over a tenth of a percent. we got the S&P 500 up two tenths. The NASDAQ 100 is up three-tenths. However, the small cap, Russell 2000, is down about a quarter of a percent this morning before we get going. On the commodity side of the coin, we've got silver up almost 2%, though it's still below $23 an ounce. We've got gold up uh, four-tenths of a percent at $1,815 an ounce. And then crude oil, oh my gosh, Dave, what has it done since you and I haven't been on the air? It's... uh, it's up to $92 a barrel, down a quarter of a percent right now. Well, poop. We got we got to get back on the air more reliably <laughs> than we were last week. We talked that price geez, $92 a barrel. Overseas markets, the Asian rim was a mixed bag over the weekend. The mainland Chinese markets were up markedly. The rest of them were off fractionally. Over in Europe, they're looking at our jobs report from Friday, which was a real pleasant surprise, plus our positive momentum. And they're all trading up fractionally halfway through their day. Keeping track of what's going on, especially in times like this, when one bit of bad news can cause a swing, that makes your retirement account kind of at risk, unless you know where the risk is. How do I find you to find out where mine is? Dave, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design, where we help you design the portfolio that's going to match up with your risk number perfectly. So, hey, with that, uh, catch out our radio show this weekend, uh, Friday, and I'm sorry, Saturday, 6 a.m. and noon, Saturday, I mean, Sunday at 10 a.m. on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. It's been a while, Dave. I, I'm a little rusty. <laughs> have to send you another script and we will be back here tomorrow morning power company transmitter problems and everything else allowing we think we got them all fixed so that's tomorrow here on light fair enough fair enough buddy see you then thank you much it's 105.7 light fm and statler financial services philip statler are you hey folks again i want to thank you for joining us today it's glad to be back with you i hope you enjoyed today's show a little rusty but hey we'll be back tomorrow until then take care